Now, when a group of Harvard students put out a statement just hours after Hamas murdered 1,400 Israelis, saying Israel was, quote, entirely responsible, Ezekiel Emanuel was shocked, not because they criticised Israel. He's also a fierce opponent of what he calls the endless occupation of the Palestinian territories. What stunned this professor of ethics was that students at one of the world's top five universities apparently couldn't distinguish between resisting an occupation and Hamas killing mostly civilians. In an essay for the New York Times, Ezekiel Emanuel, who's also a provost at the University of Pennsylvania, calls for compulsory ethics courses in American higher education. The one that has gotten the most attention in the United States is the claim that Israel's responsible for all the deaths in the Hamas attack. And that's just totally confusing. For whatever you want to say, Hamas had been planning this for a bunch of years. Hamas has a view that a Jew should not live in the area uh, between the Mediterranean and the Jordan River. It's a pretty well-articulated view and that they want to drive Israel out. They went and killed 1,400 people, at least 11 or 1,200 of which were civilians, many of them not actually even Israeli civilians, Thais, Nepalis, others. It's hard to say, oh, Israel is responsible for those deaths. That's just a moral reasoning error and it's about as simple as you can get. There have indeed been some monstrously insensitive responses suggesting that 1,400 Israelis were somehow responsible for their own mutilation, but haven't there also been some more sophisticated responses, uh, people who have unambiguously condemned the Hamas pogrom, but also said that Israel needs to be more forensic in its retaliation. I mean, your own president, not always the most articulate man, but he said, don't make the same mistakes that the United States made and be carried away with your own rage, as understandable as that could be. So there have been sophisticated responses. My article was very clearly about the education we were giving our students. What mostly has happened on college campuses and by students and even by faculty has not in general been the most sophisticated analyses of the situation. Yes, there's a history here. How far back we want to go and discuss it is a point of contention. But at least for the last 30 years, there had been some peace efforts beginning with Oslo. They got blown up because of bombings of buses in Israel, it's been a problem. And I think Israel has also been intransigent. Look, I was in Israel in March protesting against Netanyahu and his policies because he has been terrible. As I say in the article, you can, on the one hand, condemn Israel, condemn some of the ways it's conducted this war. You can also condemn Hamas and recognize that its ideology is one of simply genocide for the Jews. You can make all of those subtle evaluations. And I think in any conflict like this, you have to. The question is, was the attack on Israel and the Israeli civilians and the other non-Israeli civilians who happen to be the area a violation of moral principle as well as international law? Yes, that's not an ambiguous one. Then we can go to, okay, how do we conduct a just war and which side 
as justice. How do we evaluate the ethics of those actions? Mm. And that is going to be a very complicated issue because the Israelis are have violated some rules. The Hamas has violated other rules. And how you balance them out is going to be complicated. But none of that complication was present on campus. So you're a provost at the University of Pennsylvania, which is one of America's Ivy League universities. How have these institutions then failed if these sort of responses are metastasizing across campuses? I have long thought that we have in American higher education, and this, by the way, cuts across Democrat and Republican lines, been pulling back from a basic liberal arts education, inculcating self-reflection, critical thinking, inculcating basic knowledge of literature, history, philosophy, to more general requirements that I think have, by and large, made education less coherent and less a matter of broadly educating our students. And we unfortunately have been more evaluated, to be blunt, by how big are our our endowments? How much do our students make after they leave college? That has been a mistake. And Hmm. by the way, we've probably selected our leadership for universities, our presidents and such, more for increasing the endowment, creating one new big initiative, whether it's a center or a new school or something like that, rather than do we really have uh, the heart and soul of a university educating our youth in a way that makes us proud of their uh, reasoning abilities and their leadership in the moral sphere. Well, one of the ways that you want to correct this is the introduction, I'm assuming compulsory introduction, of ethics courses, of ethics studies across American universities. What shape would that take? (laughs) I have my own view. You know, one of the things I think about universities is it's a collaborative effort. I have been talking with colleagues about trying to offer a course that would actually raise these issues about how to engage people we don't agree with, how to think about the ethics of war, how to think about what is your education about, what is the purpose of your life. These are some of the kinds of courses we could do. I mean, that's sort of ethics, old style, ancient Greek ethics. Is that a guarantee? Absolutely not that you're going to get good moral reasoning in the next generation. But does it raise the possibility? Yes. And if you can create a conversation among all the students about some of these big questions so that they're not just focused on, am I going to get a good summer internship and a good job offer from a consulting firm, but more on big questions of life, then we might actually get better educated, more reasoned public discussion. And that, I think, is critical for thriving democracies in this 21st century. As you say, though, in your essay for the New York Times, and we'll put a link to that at, uh, at our website, this involves challenging students. This, however, yes. yeah, yes, but this is complicated by the fact that uh, students and, and colleges have a client mentality. Students are paying money, big money, to go to universities. Essentially, don't universities, corrupted by that economic imperative, simply have to give students what they want? 
No, we do not have to give students what they want. We have to give students what they need. Students at 18 are not in a position to understand what they're going to need for the next 60 years or 70 years of their life. That is the whole point of education. I might say we as professors have gotten insecure about having some confidence in what do you need to be an educated person, which is why we've tended to dial back our idea about what kind of requirements, what are the content that students ought to have. I do think the consumer's culture is not something we want to breed in higher education. Part of higher education is being challenged on your views, being able to articulate a justification, being able to consider alternative views, try to understand them at the deepest level, and you can be critical, but you have to understand them. That is key to education. And having students defend what they believe, give good reasons and justifications for them, that is a critical skill that people need over their lifetime. And I don't think graduating them and simply not making them uncomfortable and not making them defend their beliefs is not educating them, not going to serve them well over their lifetime. Hmm. And I'll, I'll just say, in my classes when I teach, I cold call on students. What do you think about this? How do you understand? I think that's absolutely critical to be an educated person, being able to answer those kind of questions. Ethicist Ezekiel Emanuel from the University of Pennsylvania. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.